I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East Tanger Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have SCP-701, the Hanged Man, no, the Hanged King's, the Hanged King's Tragedy. There we go. <laughs> Just clean that up, future me. <laughs> You mean there you go? You did that in one shot because that was edited yeah. out. Yeah, as is this. <laughs> um. So, um. Yeah, we're we're gonna cover SCP seven hundred one. Um, mainly because of a of a trailer for a game that came out <laughs> recently. Um, that gamer turned me on to. <laughs> Don't say it like that. It sounds sexual. Wow, you're the one that went there, gamer. <laughs> I was not going to to even associate that term this time. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, so yeah, SCP Secrets. Secret uh, Files. I, is it, oh my god, I already got it wrong. <laughs> so I don't know SCP Secret Files. <laughs> so yeah, SCP Secret Files um, is uh, a, an episodic computer game that's going to be coming out on Steam uh, at some point. And it seems like the first episode or the first like chapter of the game uh, is going to involve SCP-701 based on the trailer. Um, I didn't even know it was going to be episodic, honestly. I had to do a little bit deeper digging into that. <laughs> ah. um, but I'll, I'll dive into that more in, the epi- in our talk and such. Um, so yeah, that's why we're doing SCP-701, because I hadn't really heard about it, but then when I looked at 701, I, I recognized the image, but didn't know the SCP exactly behind it. Um, I hate to say it, on the Steam page, there is a, a different trailer. If are you, you want to see it. Oh, I, is it like a play, like a more of like a, a playthrough of it? Uh, no, it's, it's a one minute long trailer showing other stuff. Okay. Hmm. Um, Hang on a second. We're back. An El Dente Rigamortis story. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, we just watched that other trailer, and it kind of gives a little bit more context that it is more episodic, because there are more SCPs in that than I uh, that, than uh, than the one that we first saw that brings up more of the Hanged King's Tragedy, SCP-701. Yeah, um, from the looks of it, I think that's like an early prototype of the game, because like, the one part where she's like walking around holding some white device thing it's all like cell shaded so it's like a different art style yeah also from the looks of it like it sounds it almost sounds like it's um like an introductory like character going into like like a new person going into the scp foundation and stuff like and learning the ropes yeah so it almost has like control vibes which i guess at this point is like an aurora uh, uh, an aurora boris where it's just like the snake eating its own tail because like Control was clearly inspired by the SCP Foundation, <laughs> and now there's an SCP Foundation video game coming out that is very that that seems inspired or at least like seems in line with like the game Control. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of rever- like like just eating its eating itself in like a cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and also there's a bunch of SCPs I recognized in that one in that new trailer that uh, seemed uh, or that not, maybe not new trailer but that 
that specific trailer we just watched that we're like, okay, yeah, this is definitely different. Like SCP is not just 701. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw the, the dragon, the, the dragon painting from, uh, from uh, our favorite, from one of our favorite ones, <laughs> you know, the rad painting. Oh yeah. With the dragon, the dragon wizard and the, the, the cyborg dinosaur. I, I feel like I would have noticed that though if I saw that. I oh, it was a pa- it was a painting of a dragon like just taking flight and stuff. So I'm not sure if it was the same. If it was supposed to be that one, but I don't know if he was rad enough. Yeah. Regardless. Also, yeah. Regardless. <laughs> um. This is all kind of boiling down to this trailer. This game has inspired us to check out SCP-701, um, the Hanged King's tragedy. So. Uh, you can check it out at scp dot scp dash wiki dot wiki dot dot com, or if you Google it, it's SCP Foundation. <laughs> Way more fun to type in the very complicated URL, though. Yeah, clearly. Um, it's by Tin Watchman, so you can check it out there first if you'd like. Uh, and we will kind of go into our, I guess, our initial our initial recommendations and such. Um, I'd recommend it. Mikey, what do you think? Uh, Personal recommendation. Okay. I'll recommend it. All right. Uh, All right, let's dive into... Sorry, what? We're all relatively positive so far. Yeah. All right, so let's dive into spoilerific rundown and our actual thoughts and such. So, uh, going to the rundown here, uh, SCP-701 as I've said a couple times, is a play called The Hanged King's Tragedy, which, when performed and observed by the fifth and final act of the play, incites violence and death among both the actors on stage and the audience. Uh, It is due to a mysterious figure um, recognized in the play as the ambassador of Alagata that appears during the play mysteriously throughout the acts. And there is a mimetic. There are mimetic properties uh, involved when the play is being performed that also cause these um, these uh, supernatural and uh, super, these supernatural acts of violence and uh, and and death. Um, the play starts off rather normal. Um, however, as it runs through by the as it is run through by the actors. They begin changing the lines and scenes to be a bit more macabre, weird, and even gruesome. And nobody seems to bat an eye because those present during the performances and like even the uh, the, the trial performances and stuff don't see anything wrong with the changes. They just see them as like, oh, like maybe they've been improv or like they were changed ahead of time or something like that. Um, the SCP Foundation has collected as many copies as possible, though there are some digital copies online that are more difficult to conceal. And the physical copies have all been archived in their various um, dated publications and recordings. Um, They are all being stored and archived with limited access as it is sort of a mimetic threat. Um, That's all of them. As f- yeah, it's like it, that's what the kind of got is like. Basically, they've they've collected like, well, they've collected as many as they've been able to find. Like basically, whenever whenever a copy comes out or whenever they 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 get wind of a copy, um, in in one of the various forms, they go out and collect it and and uh, 
and uh, conceal the um, the the uh, the mimetic threat it poses. So they were destroying most of them, regardless. No, it's maybe. yeah, no, actually, well, that's the thing. That's the point of conjecture in my uh, in my notes, actually, because okay. uh, they they archive everything. They don't destroy any of them. Um, they but they uh, they just have this huge archive of um, that are cataloged mm-hmm. of each copy that they've they've been able to, to uh, obtain and conceal. Um, so given the potential mimetic threat and spread of chaos and violence that could occur as a result of this play getting out, one of the researchers who is also uh, noted to be infected by the mimetic virus <laughs> as they are studying the play for reasons <laughs> um, has voiced that the SCP be switched from a Euclid class to a Keter class, which is more of like a world threat, a world ending threat sort of class. Uh, however, that has been denied by O5, uh, or by the O5 in charge, for reasons. <laughs> um, and that's basically the, the the bare bones of the of the SCP. There is a document and an instance case report. The instance case report basically just kind of gives you a rundown from a video that they acquired of the play to kind of give like kind of. It's how they know the like what happens when the play is being used, uh, and the document itself is kind of is an actual like kind of documented transcript of what the play entails, like including who the characters are, um, what the basic what each act basically goes through, and or what's supposed to be before it gets changed by the uh, by the uh, the strange entity and the mimetic virus within the play. Um, but otherwise, that's basically the. SCP-701 in a nutshell. So, uh, I suppose we'll move on to everyone tolerates the grammar. Do we have any <laughs> grammar inquisition? <laughs> yes. Did you guys? Did you guys? Did you guys got a grammar inquisition? Uh, well, I have a conjunction junction which spans all three lengths. My so God! I, mean... I thought we we do that for SCPs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. You know what? Uh, then, uh, all right. <clears throat> From the top, everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions except for cultists, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, Mikey, you have the uh, you have the floor, you have the stage. <laughs> All right, so I have a conjunction junction. Okay, and next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It may seem to enter or exit the stage area, but does not appear to ever enter the backstage or off-stage area. It simply disappears when not on stage. And in this line of business, we consider ourselves lucky if we only lose a hundred or so people every ten years. It is the only surviving record of the event. It enters and stands at the edge of the stage left towards the end of Act 2, Scene 1. It appears on the edge of the stage right as Gonzalo and Petruccio murder Tortino. It may be intended as a reference to one of the Muslim states or cities on the Mediterranean coast, such as Tunis, or Algiers. Finn. Oh. I 
don't know like it, it like based on that on on the out of context like it and them butt story here it's like what is it <laughs> what keeps <laughs> what is the last remaining evidence like event of the uh like of the event and why does it keep like disappearing when it leaves the stage <laughs> yeah there's no context to what it was just that <laughs> it is the surviving record and it is showing up in the uh in the recording <laughs> in the recording itself and it might be a a reference to uh uh muslim city states yes that's all we know <laughs> yeah like wow so mysterious mm-hmm. that actually is very adequate for an scp mm-hmm. just so much redacted you don't even know what it looks like yeah and for those unaware mikey does these uh, strings of sentences to highlight all the sentences in a story that start with its ends or butts because there's usually better words to use. Usually, I don't know if I'll if I'm down with it for this for this format though because it's yeah not, very yeah. formal yeah yeah you know? I mean I think I think what Mikey did for this one was like being critically silly yes which, yep I mean that that is kind of our quota yeah <laughs> um so yeah. Uh, all right, then I guess it's up to Gamer now. You now have the stage. As yeah. we uh, we just uh, let's just uh, grab that long cane and just uh, yank Mikey off the stage. <laughs> yeah, just Sorry. disappear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a couple, and you may or may not agree with them, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, first one: descriptions SCP seven hundred one, the Hanging King's tragedy, is a Caroline era revenge tragedy. In five acts, and then it goes on after that, saying, "Uh, didn't put this down. Hang on. Oh, dear. Uh, performance of the play are associated with sudden psychotic and suicidal behavior." Blah 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 blah. So I kind of feel like I should say right from the get go that it's a play, because you get through the entire first sentence, and unless you like catch that it's a play. Like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the se- I, the second sentence yeah. says what it is, but the first one doesn't. Yeah, it does. Uh, a a Caroline era revenge tragedy in five acts, that's a play. <laughs> but wouldn't it be like um a Caroline era revenge tragedy five act play? You could say it like that, but I think yeah, like this that's going into like more of like pedantic and and semant- uh, semantics on that point. <laughs> Um, but again, like, yeah, like, like, agree to disagree, I suppose, <laughs> or like both of them are true. <laughs> yeah. Just personally, I'd prefer it that way. It's not like okay. I was reading this and then I missed the second mention of it, that it was a play and I didn't realize it was a play until three quarters of the way through it. That didn't happen, but <laughs> I thought it was a video game the whole time. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> but I don't know. This from the first sentence alone. Mm-hmm. What it was setting up, I didn't fully understand it until the second sentence. Regardless, okay. I already said that. I don't need to be pedantic myself. Moving on. And uh, in the document, it's the document being the um, the actual script. Yeah. Although it probably says it in the other one. Regardless, it says uh, Pertuccio and um, Gonzalo invite Sortino to dinner. Should yeah. it be the Duke of Sortino? Um. 
because he's referred to as the Duke of Sortino at the very top of the list. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, Sortino is mentioned. It's just mentioned as Sortino. You know what? I'll give this to you because Sortino is not his actual name. He's the Duke of Sortino. So it would, if anything, it would be uh, invites the Duke. <laughs> Unless they're inviting the entire country. <laughs> of Sortino. Yeah. I Perhaps. <laughs> also, yeah. Or just the Duke, because I believe he's the only Duke in the story. It's yeah. odd that they chose Sortino. Also, him. interesting fact. I just wanted to pull it up because, like you said, like it was like like the country, the whole country of Sortino. So Sortino is actually a town and commune in the province of Syracuse, Sicily, mm-hmm. in Italy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, back in those days, like back in the the era that the the play is basically taking place, a lot of these places like Milan and uh and and what have you um like florence and and whatnot like those were those were towns but they were basically like kingdoms or like city states mm-hmm. so like that's basically like they were they were kingdoms or countries in their own like like within this within the country of italy yeah um if you think so, of yeah. this sortino being referenced as the entire city state it really puts a different light <laughs> on things like with this sentence it appears on the on the edge of the stage, right as Gonzalo and Petruccio murder Sortino. <laughs> <laughs> Just massacre an entire town's population. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Is he the one that they make into stew? Or no? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Sortino's the one that they, they cook into stew. That's a lot of in, stew. Uh, in Act 3, I believe. <laughs> or it might be Act... Uh, I think it's... I want. I thought it was Act Three, but maybe it's Act Four. Hang on. Yeah, it's Act Four. Uh, in a in the place, Gonzalo reports to Lodovico, uh that he has, in exchange for an unstated tribute, obtained a powerful and tasteless poison for the ambassador of Alagada, or from the the ambassador of Alagada. Gonzalo plans to poison the uh, yeah poison the stew made from the Duke of Sortino's corpse. <laughs> Yes, but that is mentioned so, in Act in three, Act three, one, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Jesus, <laughs> a really big bowl for that stew. Yeah, it's actually just a big old chili. F- it's just a big old, uh, uh, ch- uh, uh just a stew off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for grammar-related discrepancies. Okay. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I can agree more with the, the last one that you just did, where it's like, yeah, it should be the Duke of Sortino, not Sortino itself. Yeah, I knew the first one was kind of <laughs> stretching it a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a nitpick. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, okay, so I suppose we'll move to the uh, actual thoughts then. Um, so I'm going to start with this quote here. Uh, as I was, as I started the story again, I have I I knew about the image, uh, and we'll get to the image in a mi- in a bit, but I had no other real inklings as to what the story was, what this SCP was about, um, going into this episode, and so I read this part, SCP seven hundred one, the Hanged King's tragedy, is a Caroline era revenge tragedy in five acts. Performances of the play are associated with sudden psychotic and suicidal behavior among both observers and participants as well as the manifestation of a mysterious figure classified as SCP-701-1. Wow. So, the king in yellow as an SCP entry. <laughs> I'm um, fine with that. 
Honestly, I was too, because this could easily just be an alternative title uh, or a variant of the play Le Roy en Jean, uh, or the French version of The King in Yellow, which is actually, I think, what the, the how the play is done in the book by Robert E. Chambers, The King in Yellow. <laughs> sure um, King it's in a Yellow French... has multiple names too, so... Oh yeah, no, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, this could easily be just another avatar of the king in yellow and carcosa mm-hmm. um from uh like and i'll get into my my game fodder in a minute in, in a second here but yeah like um for anybody who's not really in the know of it um gamer uh, uh the gamer in yellow <laughs> <laughs> the king in yellow is a play that uh has some kind of uh some kind of dastardly entity or some kind of cosmic entity behind it that drives the participants of the play and the audience mad and throws them into a, um, into a psychotic and suicidal behavior uh, as, a, as, as of watching it. And by the end of the act, like there's a, a famous line in the, in the stage act where it's like um, uh, where everybody in the ballroom has masks on in the play. And it's like, except for, and, and then, or, uh, and there's one, uh, there's one person like a, a king, like a, a tattered King sort of figure and uh, a per, uh, one of the characters will like uh, start removing everybody's mask or telling them everybody to remove the mask. And the only person that doesn't remove a mask is the king, is the tattered king. And then the character will be like, "Your mask, your mask, remove your masks." And then the tattered king will just simply say, "I wear no mask," and remove his mask to reveal a horrible visage of like cosmic um, terror. So wait, and driver removes insane. his mask, even though he says he doesn't have a mask. I, I may have it slightly the, construed. <laughs> I thought the whole thing was the fact that that's his face, and that's why it's fucked up. Hang on, let me. Let me <laughs> Isn't that kind of it's been, a, it's been a while since I've actually like read. I, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing, so I might have gotten that mixed up. Hang on, quickly double checking. I wear uh, no mask. Here, I will take off my mask to prove that I wear no mask. <laughs> that's how it is. Fine, but it sounds silly now. Maybe yeah. he just removed his face. Yeah, that's true. He could just do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Is like it's, it's a face or something like that. And then like I wear no mask. Um, because he doesn't have a face behind the mask. It's just like nothingness. Yeah. So the mask is the face. Yeah. Like here, uh, this is like a a short bit from the book. Um, Camilla, you sir should unmask stranger. Indeed, Casilda. Indeed, and it's time. We have all laid aside disguise, but you, strange or er, stranger, I wear no mask. Casilda, terrified, aside for er, Camilla, terrified, aside to Casilda, uh, no mask, no mask. Um. So yeah, it's it's very much like, and and at that point, or like at a certain point around that, in the in the uh, the the play, that's when people just start losing their shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And yeah, like it's. Basically, in in a lot of the uh, the the mythos around the King in Yellow and Carcosa, um, there's always like reports or instances of like this play popping up in a, at a small theater or at a at a at a at some kind of a stage theater, and then like on the night of it of its uh, opening, um, the theater ends up like having riots, um, and like the uh, the theater and even possibly the block around it burns to the ground as somebody starts fires. <laughs> Um, 
so yeah, basically very much like this, the story, like as soon as we got to, like, as soon as I got to the description of what SCP-701 actually was, I was like, this is just another mask, but of the King in Yellow. Nice. Um, so game fodder wise, uh, cause this was going to happen. <laughs> it's an SCP entry. Um, yeah. Delta green, uh, or L- uh, the SO terrorist. Uh, is this are are the systems I'd use for a game where you're a team like the Foundation or even the Foundation itself? Because um, you could easily just swap out Delta Green or the Esoterrorists Terrorists um, agency uh, to just be the Foundation itself, devoted to suppressing the outcome of this artifact, this this play. Um, given the similarities between this play and the King in Yellow, you could easily just push this in that direction for a scenario. You can also just use this material here like scp the the article for scp 701 the document and the instances uh like as your notes to run a game yeah. of the of of uh of in, in in a delta green or esoterrorist uh style horror game alternatively you could also use the same basically use the same material like i just said but swap it around and use um use a system like fear itself or even the plays the thing to run this through the acts and the cast of characters as the the actors and the stage crew that are that have found this new play that they want to perform oh god <laughs> so um like the uh fear itself would obviously be the one where you like your characters would would be like actors and like producers and like crew hands and stuff of like that on the stage like for this performance that their your producers found and then that's when, like, as you're like performing, doing this, this stuff, you're starting to notice some weird stuff is going on and stuff of like that, and maybe even investigating it, but not as a as a team that is devoted to suppressing this stuff, but just like, what the fuck's going on with this cursed fucking stage play that we, we've we've fumbled into? But that's the thing. The whole point mm-hmm. of this is all the people that are um, part of the the play, yeah, revisions are being made, but they don't notice. They don't realize weird. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could have well, in, that, in that case, like again, like as player characters, you're the ones that are noticing that there is something off, but everyone else is not noticing it. Like you're, the there's something special it, about you. Best bet to hmm? do it is what? instead of making someone a special snowflake, um, yeah. the best bet would be to play a friend or a significant other of someone who is practicing the play, and when they oh, come okay, home. Yeah. And you ask them how the play went, and they keep telling you different stories and all this weird stuff that's happening. And then you invest, or, or like, hey, uh, where's uh, where's I haven't seen Vince in a while. It's like, oh yeah, Vince, we gutted him in the in the in the final act for the uh, in the prep thing. We're going to get an, uh, a new person. It's like, wait, what? What? Oh, oh no, no, he he went missing. Don't worry about it. And like, like, like they just like there's like an indiscrepancy like that, or like they just treat it like like they murdered somebody like on stage, like it's mm. fine. Yeah. And so and like yeah, or also like. Uh, the plays the thing is a uh, a stor- more storytelling based game where it's like more of like it, it's basically set uh, the the idea for the plays the thing as a, as an RPG is what is it you called? are act I can't what I can't wrap my brain around what you're saying as the name of the system what's it called the plays the thing okay it's it it's it's a ver- it's a uh, it's actually a I, I think a a phrase when it comes to uh, like stage plays and stuff okay. hang on I think it's I think it's Shakespearean. Yeah, it's 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 Shakespearean uh like that that term. Um 
So the play's the thing appears in Shakespeare's Hamlet. It means that Hamlet is using the play as an instrument to touch the conscience of Claudius. He wants to make him aware of the fact that he knows he who actually killed his father. So that's where that's where the term the plays the thing comes from. And this this uh, storytelling RPG, like I know I I know that basically just sounds like it's the same thing, but storytelling RPGs are more like they're not uh, mechanics heavy. They're more about improv. Yeah. And like playing a role and then not rolling dice so much. Like the dice rolling, you know, like if there's any dice rolling involved in those kind of games, it's more like just uh, for prompts as to what you're about to like improv. Yeah. Um, and so in the plays the thing, you play as basically a a stage crew and a stage uh, like stage performers and stuff and usually like they uh it's kind of made for like you can take like shakespearean plays like the actual transcripts or like the actual layouts of of uh, of a of a an actual play and basically just improv a silly version of it or like have things change in it as it, as you like the mechanics uh, um kind of prompt mm-hmm. so it's made to kind of be, i've i've the games i've listened to by like rppr roleplay public radio they've done a couple of them um and it usually ends up being really silly like it's they're, they're doing hamlet and then or uh, or macbeth and suddenly like there's ninjas in macbeth <laughs> and si- there with a yeah <laughs> yeah or, or or like a cyborg ninja yeah. uh at the end by the end by the end of the episode like by the end of the the the, the session of the gameplay um the the play as is was intended has has like kind of de- devolved into a very silly thing um and given the fact that we we kind of get through the document of SCP-701, we get like an outline of all the acts and all the characters. Um, you could easily use the plays the thing to start off as your 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 crew is running um, the hanged man, the hanged king's tragedy, and then instead of going silly though, you just go dark. Yeah, <laughs> you just get really spoopy with it. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's my kind of. I, you could run the yeah. same thing with mm-hmm. multiple people, and the end result would be different every time, and that would yeah. all be in canon. Yeah, because they, as far as they're concerned, it's always been like this. Well, yeah, and you've also, always like, been in Carcosa. <laughs> yes, and every every time that this happens in the canon of SCP, it doesn't change the same way every time for everyone. It's always a different change for every instance yeah. of the play. So every time you run this for a different group of friends, it'll be different. Yeah. And it all in canon, which is cool. This actually brings up my next quote or my next comment here. Uh, and on. here's the quote. Because I've been wanting oh, yeah. to ask something. Sorry. I, a I long apologize. time now. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> mentioned, I'm, I'm going back a bit. You've mentioned Esoterist a few times. I don't think I've ever asked about it. And you oh, always, okay. you always um, uh, connect it to Delta Green. So, yeah. how are they similar and how are they different? So, Delta Green is a illegal, well, depending on, on the time period, like if, if it's in the 90s or if it's in like the 2000s, it, is, uh, it can be either an illegal or legal government conspiracy devoted to suppressing and eliminating cosmic horror threats of the Cthulhu mythos. And like uh, when when they pop up uh, around like North America, the SCP. So like so like basically it it came actually uh, Delta Green started off like in their history they were uh, they evolved from the group that dealt with the uh, the Shadow over Innsmouth incident. Mm. 
Mm. So they were the government, they were the, their, their forefathers were the government agents that had to basically go into Innsmouth and round up all the fishmen and put them into camps <laughs> and, and basically like deal with that whole like bombing of Devil's Reef off the coast of North America because there is a colony of, of alien fishmen out in the ocean. Mm. Um, they ended up becoming like that, that was, that ended up becoming what we know as Delta Green nowadays. It's, uh, it was, it came out in from the 90s um, as like a modern Call of Cthulhu campaign uh, campaign setup. Yeah. Uh, and threw in a bunch of like conspiracy theories around like sauce, like aliens and like the basically it was like X-Files meets Del- the Cthulhu mythos mm-hmm. to a degree. Um, then that's so terrible. So that's it honestly sounds like you're playing a bad guy <laughs> just by the no, name. No, no. So Esoterist, the reason why it's called Esoterist, I, I should have probably brought this up more. Esoterist is the name of the thre- of the of the um, uh, of the enemies that you face in Esoterist. Um, you actually play as the Ordo. Give, as I as I pull out my <laughs> Esoterist book, <laughs> uh, you play as members of the Ordo Veritas, which are a group of um, uh, basic. It's an organization, not necessarily government, but they like kind of like pan or like like kind of para government. Um, like they, they do things above the law or like, like above the law and stuff like that. Um, because there are these people, not necessarily like an actual, like set organization, but there's just like, kind of like a thought that people, that, that groups of people will have to try and bring the supernatural to the real, to the mundane world. Um, because they want magic to exist, but because by doing that, you are, they are weakening the veil between our world and a terrible place called the outer dark so where Selenum would be an esoterrorist yes 100 <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah his his need to be a wizard would 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 uh he would become the scenario okay <laughs> <laughs> um because um it's basically like delta green but instead of the cthulhu mythos it's more like clive barker rather than lovecraft so like um it's usually a lot of like, a lot of the stuff that's covered in is like a, like really like dark like graphic shit because like they are basically using like really vile blood magic to try and make the mundane world supernatural. Okay. Um, so more gore porn, and less um, like um, psychological, <laughs> psychological and tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. More more saw blades and needles and and uh, and phallic symbols mm-hmm. and blood and less um, tentacles and. Uh, and and star monsters, gotcha. <laughs> like alien star monsters. Um, I understand. Yeah, and and they're like whereas um, they 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 share the Ordo Veritas shares very similar like kind of ideologies with Delta Green, except they seem they tend to be a little bit more lenient. Whereas like Delta Green is like you have the nine millimeter retirement plan, <laughs> um, where like if you if you get contaminated, you're you're getting shot. Oh okay. Um, or like they're they're more. Delta Green's more of burn it with fire, nuke it from orbit, the only way to be sure. Yeah. Ordo Veritas tries to just cover things up and and tries to minimize casualties. <laughs> so it's actually more SCP like. Yeah. Because the SCP Foundation um, don't necessarily do the nine millimeter retirement plan unless they have to. Yeah. Um and actually, again, not to not to keep referencing a much better uh podcast than us. <laughs> 
Uh, podcast and you'd be doing the same (laughs) yeah uh but roleplay public radio did actually use the esoterrorist years ago to run an scp foundation session (laughs) yeah it was it was really cool um it's actually one of the one of my it was one of my first like introductions to the scp foundation that's cool um yeah uh, so you can cut this out if you want. I was just really curious. Oh no, I'm I'm keep I'll oh. keep this all because <laughs> uh, it's something like I I never do I I realize I don't ever like bring up what the actual like when I say esoterrorist I'm just saying like a word yeah I'm not actually like describing it whereas like I'm just I'm just assuming people know what it is mm-hmm. <laughs> or or they can Google it yes. <laughs> but um but yeah I'll, I'll move on to like the continuing on here. so gonna say something I think oh um, yeah I'll just bringing it back to the masks. Yes. Um, it uh, reminded me of a uh, episode of the Adventures of Gummy Bears I watched recently. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Gummy Bears, like that one, like the old yep. '90s cartoon. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's called Dress for Success, and uh, the Gummy Bears attend a masquerade festival. And at like the end of the day, everyone unmasks, and they're like, "Well, we don't want to be here for the unmasking because <laughs> they're not wearing masks." Oh God! <laughs> oh okay. But so they they literally they literally wore no masks. <laughs> nice. Oh my God! And now now I need to find an uh, an RPG that will accommodate like Saturday morning cartoons and run Gummy Bears meets the King in Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's wonderfully silly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to what I was going to go to, um, with uh, we were talking about like how they have different versions. How how you bring up gamer when like they have different versions um of the play, or like you could have different versions of the play happen, um, and they would play out differently. But to the people that are performing it, they it would seem like nothing was wrong but like to the outside observer um they are they are different play or they're different there's different iterations going on yeah like at some levels, um from the yeah. actors from the act some level removed from the actor there is someone who is seeing what the actor's doing but not being affected by it like maybe the direct yeah. um direct contact with them like their significant other or brother or whatever someone that's living with them may also be affected by it and not notice, but somewhere down the chain, someone will be able to break from that um, the illusion, right? Yeah, or there'd be some kind of like a skitter box you can do to like not be affected by the by the mimetic virus. And a skitter box is a a term used to basically it's like sort like like you're basically it's a, it's viewing something through proxy to not get affected by the contaminant that yeah. it's causing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's kind of the layman's version, like the best, like simplest version way of like for me to describe what a skitter box is, yeah. as it has been used in things that I've listened to. <laughs> um, but what I was trying to get at with this is uh, my next quote here regarding what we were just what you were talking about, gamer, with um, like the different iterations. Uh, this is the quote that kind of sparked something for me here. Uh, All materials relating to SCP-701 are to be kept in a triple-locked archive at storage site redacted. These items currently consist of the two current, or the two currently extant copies of the 1640 Quarto, uh, 27 copies of the 1965 Trade Paperback Edition, 
10 copies of the 1971 hardcover printing, 21 floppy diskettes consisting of data seized from raids on expunged, one SVHS video cassette tape designated SCP-701-19 Redacted A, and one steel knife of unknown origin designated SCP-701-19 Redacted B. So when I, I read this part, I was like, I'm kind of surprised the SCP Foundation hasn't disposed of duplicate copies of each version and variant of this play. Like, I know it's secure and contain in their name, but like destroying all but like one or even a couple of copies would make containing the threat of these mimetic objects um, and like prevent the risk of breaches a little bit easier, right? <laughs> yeah, because if there's 50 books to hand out, that's 50 times the amount of uh, containing they have to do. Yeah, like, do they really need to co- to keep all 27 copies of the same book, a trade paperback edition from 1965? Or, like, maybe with the, the floppy disks, and, and, like, if they have any more VHSs or DVDs or the, that pop up and stuff like that, Maybe keep those ones because the floppy diskettes might be like, I don't know, they might, the data on them might be like really, really uh, like small video files or something like that or audio files of the scene. And maybe like those are of different, like, like you were saying earlier, like they, they have different iterations of the play on record. Um, but book wise, Unless they have like some kind of like writing, like some kind of like writing in the ledgers or in like the uh, in the uh, uh, in the space around like the actual like pages, like somebody's like put in some footnotes or whatever of their own. Um, I just feel like they don't need to have like I feel like it's a security risk <laughs> to have twenty seven or even ten cop or twenty one copies of some of of a of a mimetic artifact if they are not doing science on them. Yeah, but here's the thing. They might be keeping them because they're like, okay, look, every time this play's being done, it's being done differently and differently from each instance of it being done. So it's entirely possible that even though all the books are quote unquote identical, they're not. Oh, so you're saying like each, each of the like they, they physically, I, yeah, the words yeah. in there is the, are the same but the weird supernatural aspect of each book is different. So if you use the same book twice, it may have the same changes that that happen. So physically they are the same books, but narratively and metaphysically they are different. Yeah. Okay. I I could, I could buy that then. Um, Also just to have like, (laughs) uh, uh, did you dispose of the, uh, did you dispose of the books? Don't worry, it's being it's being uh, taken care of by top men. Where are the books? You're d- going to destroy them, right? Top men, <laughs> and then just like them being like archived at like a, at a uh, some like underground library or archival uh, facility, <laughs> um, waiting for some for right, waiting for the SCP Foundation to like run out of money or like or be disbanded for some reason or like in the post-apocalyptic future where like the scp is not around because some other scp fucked up the world and then 
some some surviving like urban explorer or some survival or some some survivor happens upon the bunker and gets in and reads the book and then suddenly it just releases again yeah. <laughs> but that's that's future person's problem um uh another thing i wanted to bring up um was the look of scp 701-1 so the photo that accompanies the scp here um which is uh basically the uh the ambassador of Alagata, uh, Alagata, as we as we assume he is to be um talking about i what it's not the ambassador yeah throughout throughout the story like throughout the um like the documentation um it says that there's this mysterious figure that pops up on the screen on the on, uh, on the stage um like it gets more and more prevalent and then by the final act of the of the of the uh of the play uh the uh, it is revealed that the ambassador was that character okay yeah 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 but so regardless basically, he is the yeah. previous king but he's also the ambassador of Algada. well actually i thought the hanged king part was just, honestly just like the, the king from for, like the sforza um Forza? Is it just Forza? It's a, <laughs> it's a racing game. I know, game. I, I know, but I mean, I mean, is the S because Forza is like, uh, it's like a, a S F O R Z O, so it's like the S silent. <laughs> uh, where is it? Oh yeah, S. Yeah, Forza. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I thought he died, Wait. and like basically, the hanged king is him because he was a king and he was hanged. Uh... <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. Oh, see, oh no. See, well, the hanged king in the the hanged king's tragedy, uh, he wasn't hanged. He died of uh of murder hanged. from. No, no, no. He was. Oh, no. You're you're right. He was hanged later. Like they killed him and then they hung him. However, I thought that, I honestly thought the 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 hanged king's tragedy here was Gonzola because at the end he gets hanged. Yeah. Right? Because like, doesn't he get hanged and then, like, disemboweled as well? This whole thing happened because of uh, Forza Horizon Motorsport getting hung. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hung like a bull, that is. No. Wow. How dare. <laughs> uh, but no, also, I think I think it's, like, the hanged king strategy is, like, the the king's Forza and also King Gonzalo. Uh, Gonzalo. Because they both get, they're both kings and they both get hanged. Yeah, but the, the entire end. play is the tragedy. The tragedy happened because of Forza getting hung. So the one that is showing up to cause all these bad things to happen is Forza. Gotta be, right? Yep. And if he is also the uh, ambassador of wherever the hell, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> the ambassador of Alagato. Oh, yeah, if he is actually him as well, or he's possessed him or something, fine. But yeah, at least in my head canon, Forza is the hanged uh, king. Okay, fair enough. Anyways, going back to the picture, the the photo, and the the entity itself that like pops up in this on the stage and is is clearly not supposed to be there, but is behind the machinations of this this play and its mimeticness. Hmm. Um. I I really like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was trying to boil down to. Is I really like the 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 the, the design because it's kind of it's it's fairly unique. It's like a very like the design itself is like this ropey cloth like getup that is 
also wrapped with chains. And it's a sweet bling it's, too. Yeah, it's like it a got, big ring yeah, in the middle like, for some reason. Yeah, like a ring a re- like that's also chained around him. Um and then like he's got like this beaked look uh to his like to like the wrappings around his face, almost like that of a uh it's kind of reminiscent of a of a plague doctor's mask. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not a it's not the plague doctor mask that we always see. It's just this like other version or so like this mummify this mummy version <laughs> of of a uh uh, of a character. I'm not gonna lie. And again, I, I kind of expected a noose on him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, maybe like the ropiness of all the cloth and some of that is supposed to represent the 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 noose. Maybe, but that could be done way clearer. <laughs> like to have yeah, the I mean, noose for, around his yeah. neck with the noose knot. I mean, it kind of looks like a noose. The like rest of that, it is just yeah. pure rope everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that cowl around his neck. Like looking at it, like it kind of looks like a noose around his neck. But like, I see what you mean. Like it could also just be. Like, we could also just have a noose. If there was just um, knots on it, fine. And if it was mm. tight around his neck, yeah, yeah, tight with the noose knots, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, like he's wanted to say words. So he keeps saying words. Yeah, and yeah. I keep continuing. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Well, to me, the art. Kinda looks like Moon Knight. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this came out way before Moon yeah. Knight came out. So. Yeah, totally. Like this. Yeah. Now I'm curious. Hang on. Open another image. I, I'm just curious because, like, I was wondering if the image has, like, a name to it. Like, it's called. So apparently the image itself is Volgun. Uh, Volgun701.jpg. So I wonder what Volgun is. Is that like? I'm just curious if like that's like an. What is the Vulgan? Oh. What? Wait. What? <laughs> okay, I just googled Vulgan and um, Google popped up. What is the Vulgan? And this is what I got. The Vulgan is an actor. Known for Lego SCP Foundation Containment Lockdown 2020. I'm sorry? Lego? <laughs> There's a Lego SCP Foundation movie? Can't be. Hang on. Can't be. Lego SCP Foundation. Well, it's got to be an indie thing, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's just people but making like, it. Like, making Machinima, basically, yeah. of it. Okay. Stop motion. I'm just I'm curious what exactly the Vulgan I guess it's just like the the term that for that that creature or that entity because that's what it seems to be on on uh when you quickly google it Maybe. so also I looked at um, the other yeah. image that's on the other sorry I looked at SCP on the other SCP me yeah. uh, me I have to slow down I'm talking to myself oh, I looked sorry. at 701 <laughs> on the other SCP foundation uh, website and it's a different bit of art i think it's honestly better it looks more realistic like yeah it's actually a dude yeah i think i i think i know which one you're talking about i think because I, I think that's the one uh, yeah that's the one i've seen more like that was the image i've actually seen uh before like yeah that one yeah like the first one's awesome because it looks like yeah but there's something about it that doesn't look real. The second, the one I just linked, it does look like it's just a dude wrapped up. Because the first one, 
my question with the first one is, is it black and white? It's on a freaking VHS. Like, there should be color. But the second one, you can see that there's color in the background, but he's just wearing gray. Yeah, that the one that, yeah, uh, I think one is like, obviously like maybe, or it's like a photo or, well, oh, the image that we see on there might have been color once, but they, it's been like gone through like one of those like really shitty, like black and white fax machine things to get, that's only like a laser printer basically so it like only does like black and white and tones shitty for them to keep up their facts straight you know like if they have i mean unless <laughs> um by doing by this image is safe because it was gone through a shitty like laser printers thing <laughs> maybe but the image isn't the problem the problem is yeah. doing the uh the play the play well, the SCP might like might want not want to take that chance of like because like they know that like objects and stuff can be mimetic by just seeing something. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm, I'm making I'm making up defenses for the SCP <laughs> Foundation and for the for the for the uh, for the one image. Oh, so I I do actually agree. I like the other one because I think this is the one I've seen more. And the the face like the hooded like kind of the, the cowl or like the the beaked cowl kind of thing that it has on its face looks almost more like a um like a hostage uh, bag. Yeah, it absolutely. Does. Cause basically he was killed. So he, yeah, I'm pretty sure when back in the day, when they would do hangings, they didn't always just have their head open. Like they would have a bag on it or something. Right. Yeah. Cause it would be distasteful. Cause you'd see their eyes bulging and their tongue, like just like wagging out as they were like suffocating to death and asphyxiating. Yeah, so that so it's rather unpleasant. Why he <laughs> just has a bag on his head. Still yeah. no noose. But... Also, I guess that's fine yeah also not gonna lie that Im- the, the way the graininess and like the coloration and stuff it does kind of remind me of um the uh the eight millimeter tape and like the early like vhs tape footage from like yeah. uh what's the movie uh sinister the movie sinister where like it's showing like um at the beginning of the movie it shows like like uh, um these families dying like as, and the person and like the person who's who's like the 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 uh the person who's killing the families is recording it on like super eight or like eight millimeter tape. And it kind of has that grainy, like kind of home movie feel to this uh, image. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of bringing me like, not, not reminding me of sinister necessarily, but reminding me of like the, the medium, um, like the appropriate medium that is apparently brought up since there is an SVHS tape that this is from. So I'm not gonna Um, lie. I'm looking up SCP 701 fan art. Now there's actually a lot of it. It's all pretty good too. Yeah, I, I I don't doubt it. Um, honestly, I was I was wondering if so when when the, when we saw that game trailer uh, for SCP Secret Files, mm-hmm. I thought that the the witch doctor at the end where like it like shows like him just like like tr- like just like hulking out or something like ah. <laughs> um, it, it, I thought that um I thought that that was supposed to be like this like the, the game's version of the of the hanged king. But I think it's actually just another SCP entity that's that's in the SCP universe, which is the Doctor. Yeah, I guess. Who is portrayed as a plague doctor. Because that other trailer you showed um, has that doctor, like, uh, as he's about to jump out of a window. And he says, I, uh, like, I will find the cure. I am the cure. And that is, I think, something that, that, that the doctor from SCP Foundation does, like, says or is about. Um, so yeah, I think, I think again, it, the, the, the game itself is like throwing up a couple of SCPs at you in the game and the hanged man, the hanged king, I keep wanting to say the hanged man, the hanged king's tragedy 
um, is just like going to be one of like the main prominent ones for episode one of that yeah. game. But um, I've been talking a lot, and I think <laughs> I'm actually done. <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest, I actually think I'm done um, with my notes. So, Mikey, the E stands for evil. I will slink off the stage and vanish into the sh- vanish into nothing off the uh, in the stage uh, off stage. So, what do you got? All right. So let's see here. The first quote here is during the dress rehearsal period, cast members will begin to spontaneously deviate from the published text of the play. And to that I say yes, that is actually something that occurs. Um, but it doesn't usually make it into the play itself. Yeah. Um, for instance, um, in uh, Pirates of Penzance, there is a song about a paradox. And the people that tend to end up singing that bit in that play replace paradox with pair of ducks <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so a pair of, a pair of ducks a pair of ducks a most ingenious pair of ducks <laughs> the uh, smartest ducks <laughs> nice <yep. laughs> so like that that's something that happens but then they have to Basically, when it comes to actually performing, to remember it's not pair of ducks, but pair of ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's where the um, what is it like? Because they do like uh, what's the word when they like they're doing like drafts or they're doing like test play or like test performances. Rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rehe- wow, I could not remember what rehearsal was. Yeah, I, re- um, I forget stupider words than that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like. Yeah, that's just something like because you're rehearsing because you don't know the play properly yet, so you're like kind of you're you're practicing, <laughs> right? So if you practice wrong too much, then you'll practice, then you'll actually perform it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem I... with the, sorry, but the problem with the stage play is that um, the uh, the deviations. Are not are, are also going into the uh, into the main thing. They it, it's a bug and a feature. Yeah, <laughs> in this play specifically. <laughs> and then the next note I have is about the SCP. 701-1. So he shows up but he doesn't do anything. Like all the people are already in the play are crazy. Yeah. And the audience gets crazy at the end. Yeah. But he himself just stands there. That's because and, he's the one. He's he's probably the um, the source of the memetic virus. <laughs> like him just being there is probably what's causing the virus to uh, 
uh, to to be to spread out into the uh, the audience and the actors. Puppet master pulling the strings. Yeah. Well, he's basically Silent Bob. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> also, he also you will note that he is also the one that gives the knife that is not a part of the props of this play normally to the to one of the characters. <laughs> So he is, he's basically just inciting like evil. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's Silent Bob and an enabler of madness and, and, uh, and psychosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like if you're an omnipresent, like cosmic entity that is disguised as a, as a tattered king or a hanged king. You don't got to do shit. You just got to be. Exi- you just have to exist in the presence of of other people, that, and that's that's what uh, that's the problem. Yep. <laughs> you're just you're puppeting without using any strings because you are the strings. No, John, you are the demons. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much. It also sort of comes off as like a stagehand. <laughs> It doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of got like when when it was like in the early versions of the stage of the axe, like when he's like popping up in the in the back behind the scenes. I kind of saw him as like uh, I I don't know if it's an actual thing that pops up in plays, but like that jester that like kind of pops up in the in the background and like some of the audience gets a chuckle at it because like he's he's like obviously not supposed to be there, but he's like playing it off. I was like, oh shit, I'm yeah. not here. Oh. <laughs> like I kind of saw him as like the jester, the fool kind of character. I archetype. expected Gonzalo to be like, he's walking on my fucking set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for you. Uh, and then suddenly the the te- uh, the uh, the hanged king's just like, hey, I'm walking yeah. here. <laughs> God, it's just Christopher walking underneath that uh, underneath that ca- that uh, that Don't mask. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Walken played a really good, like, has played some really good villainous um, supernatural entities. He played uh, um, Gabriel, the angel, and he also, pl- uh, in, in one movie uh, about, like, I think, End Times. And then he played uh, Death himself <laughs> in uh, in um, that movie, that Adam Sandler movie, Click. Oh, yeah. And that that like that by the end of that movie, like he starts off fun and games and like throughout the movie, but then by the end it gets all serious and dark when he like reveals who he is. Sorry, Mikey, continue. Santa Mac with us. Okay. Uh, then uh, gamer and I will stop looking up fan art and I will do my notes. <laughs> yeah, you're really posting a lot of that. It's like it's gone to Destiny. F- yeah, like apparently mods, people tried like recreating him in Destiny. Wow, They're like various degrees of success. Like that one helmet looks like it's a noose, like on the face plate. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Anyways, I, yeah, I will do my notes. <laughs> uh, so first thing I noticed when I was reading this is the amount of redactions. You love to see it. Yep. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that there's redactions because it's not an SCP if shit isn't redacted. Yep. You can complain that it's not um, uniform. No, because I've come to uh, to terms with that. <laughs> I've accepted it. I've just accepted. Yeah, it. I have. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice if it's all the same, but. Um, if this document has been redacted multiple different ways, multiple different times by multiple different people, they're not all going to necessarily do the same way. 
I prefer the black yeah. bars because they look awesome, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, on the on the side of, of redactions and stuff, I like how we get like all these redactions in like the formal like entry and stuff of that. But then we get a really detailed trans like <sighs> a detailed Oh, uh, are you gonna bring something no, up? You're I'm not sorry, bring I'll something stop. up. You just made me realize something. What? The um, this document, um, the SC, the entry on SCP-701 is a containment breach. Oh shit! You, could, you can't do it word for word, but you could do the play, the Hanged King's Tragedy, I, from this because of how detailed I, it is. Yeah. Yeah, like I like, but like out out of story, like out of out of the fiction, I like that we get the redactions and stuff like that in the in the formal writing. But then when we get the document, that's a transcript of of what happens in the play. It's not a transcript. I like that we actually get all the. It's not a transcript. It's summarized. Yeah, summer. Yeah, summarized. So it's like basically like it, it's safely like like telling like the information that we need for uh for what happens during the play. Though it is kind of strange that you bring it up that like that none of that is redacted. It's almost as if the Hand King's tragedy has breached containment in the document. Right, now that I'm thinking about it, it is summarized. It's not word for word. So yes, so it's not technically a breach. <laughs> it's really damn close to a breach, though. It's so yeah. close. Yeah, and like again, that's kind of the 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 nature of of uh, of the horror of SCP. Like when you realize, like, oh shit, is there a breach? Like, why is this information not redacted? Yeah. That was close. Yeah. <laughs> that was very close. That was very close. But I'll move on. Yeah. These items currently consist of two, in brackets, two currently ex- extant copies of the 1964 Quattro, and it goes on doing the list and all that. We talked recently yeah. about a story flipping from using numerical character to mention a number and then flipping to an alphabetical character to do the same thing in the story. For this instance, yeah. I like that's doubling down on both. Because it kind of feels more official, like there's no way to be confused about what number they're trying to tell you. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. That's all you <laughs> like. This, this is the, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was, just, I was just like, yeah, no, this absolutely, like, it just makes it more, way more formal, like you're saying. <laughs> like it makes it more like it's an actual like government or an organization's like bureaucratic, um, like document. Yes. However. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm going to shit on all of Oh, it. no, I'm going to shit on something else, maybe. Um, okay. Next quote is Doctors L redacted, R redacted, and J redacted. Can't get away from single letter names, can we? <laughs> At least yeah. here it makes sense, and they don't refer to them constantly to the point that you have to remember yeah. which one's which. They're just kind of the doctors. I think. Yeah, I think Doctor L brings up like is like at the very in the additional. He's the one that brings up something uh, to O five, but that's yeah, about but it. it's not an entire story with dialogue that you have to keep track of A, B, and C characters talking about D. You know? Yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Now I know what you're, yes. you're referencing. Yeah. Because like, the past two or three stories <laughs> have done that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something. I get, I think that's a Japanese creepypasta thing yes. more than like on the Western mm-hmm. side. But I mean, I. Yeah, this, we see it more in the Japanese yeah, stuff. And but. this, it does make sense because, as you say, they do slightly refer to each one, so they have to have some sort of a distinction between the redactions. Or do they? Yeah. Would they just be fully redacted? I mean, then, I I guess, like... The length of the names is different, I feel too. like we do need some... I feel like we do need some identifier, but not, like, a lot. Like, not, like... 
because like otherwise like yeah like doctor redacted redacted and redacted and then go down to the bottom to the additionals like um uh blah, 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 blah. i think i think the object should be uh switched to a keter class rather than a uh then a Yuka class, and then it's like Doctor L or Doctor Redacted. It's like who, which which doctor yeah. was that? <laughs> was it Redacted, Redacted, or Redacted? It doesn't matter because that's the only one that. I I, I, it, I know. It, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter because it is the only one. But like, I I, I think it's yeah. fine as it yeah, is. I don't hate it. I was just bringing it up because I previously hated it, and this one is less hate, but still a little bit of hate. Yeah, <laughs> I'll move on. Let the hate flow through you, as as uh, Palpatine yeah. would say. Uh, then historical estimates place the number of lives claimed by the play at between redacted and redacted over the past 300 years. <laughs> oh God. I do not like the size of those redactions. <laughs> the, the width of them. Oh, because, yeah, wait, they, wait, where is that? Oh, well, Hang I'll on. say it. One, two, three, okay, four, yeah, yeah. five yeah. characters wide. So, deaths, so five digits. The amount of deaths <laughs> over the past 300 years is between 10,000 people and 99,000 people. Fuck. Even on the low end, that's a lot of people. It is over 300 years, but still, I can see 300 years. Why Dr. Redacted oh at the God. bottom is like, bro, upgrade this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, upgrade this. This is definitely an existential threat if it gets yeah. out. Uh, I'm just actually going to quickly do a calculation of how many objects we have here. So we have. I have a. a hmm? I summarized, I shortened it down just for my own reference. There's 39 copies of the book in one way, form or another, 21 floppy disks, mm-hmm. one VHS, and one knife. Okay. So between 10,000 and nine, was it 99,999? Yeah. People have been killed by no less than 37, uh, 37 copies of this book. 20, uh, uh, 21 floppy diskettes of information and one SVHS uh, recording of a, of a stage well, play. It's just the 39 <laughs> copies of the book because the floppy disks are just data on shit that happened because of the books. That's so true, yeah. Like, honestly, books, it's just the those books are the ones that they recovered. Yeah. Whether or not that's all of them, and if that means that there's yeah. been a total of 39 instances of this, and they have all of them, which mm-hmm. is possible because it says um, performances of the Hanged King's Tragedy do not always end with an outbreak of the redacted performances, which is two characters, only redacted amount have ended in SCP events. So, okay. So there isn't even a hundred events of recorded performances and they have 39 of them. Yeah. Yeah. And the percentages wow. of still, the that's, happening that's is terrifying. <laughs> so they have pretty much all of them. Yeah. That is still like a terrifying number, though. That <laughs> between ten thousand and nine thousand nine hundred. Yeah, on the lower end of that spectrum. <laughs> let's do some math. So that's what you guys are here for: math. At about thirty-nine. That means each book roughly kills about two hundred and fifty-six people. That's about the same. That's about the uh, the 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 uh, the average capacity for a theater, a yep. movie theater, the <laughs> or, or not a movie theater, a stage bare theater. minimum. Death count of ten thousand, even. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's about the average, uh, like like seating count, probably for a small stage theater. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he's killed a lot of people. Pretty bad. Yeah, bad shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe make that a 
maybe not make maybe not classified as an XK event, but like a Keter class. Mm-hmm. Could be for sure. Maybe just maybe maybe O five. Just you know, consider that. <laughs> make his dreams come true. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, now moving on to the document, and it's saying there's constant mention. Like the, the document is the one that is the summarization of the actual written As text. A cast. And yeah. it says that there's constant mention of this location probably being a misspelling of that or this capital not making sense. But the simpler answer to all of this is yeah. just all the locations in the play are just fictional. It's like yeah. it even like it even says much of the play setting is obviously pure fantasy, yet it goes on and on about all the inconsistencies of these locations regardless. If they could just say like, okay, it's a fantasy setting, done. Like, yeah, maybe these yeah. towns are the names of these towns and areas and countries are like other names for real countries, but that doesn't mean that they're trying to emulate that country. They could just be using that as a yeah. name for their country in their fantasy world. Yeah. That said, Alagata is definitely Carcosa. <laughs> yes. Most deaf. I was I was waiting for you to actually honestly I was waiting for you to like uh actually no. <laughs> I mean it probably is. So, yeah. I, I'm guessing honestly or... like Alagata. It's the only one that's not like a clear like either like reference or der- derivation of an actual place so it's it's probably carcosa does he actually bring <laughs> that up when he's they do bring up that alligata yeah, there's not, no record like, of any uh, country or that, place uh, by the no- name of alligata yeah yeah and the only thing they bring up is that it might be a reference to a muslim state or city in the mediterranean yeah, coast carcosa. so yeah but I, I'm, I'm my guess is carcosa <laughs> definitely carcosa definitely yeah, definitely, definitely Carcosa. Also, when it says like probably a misspelling of of uh, Trinacria uh, Trin- or Trinus, yeah, Trinacria. I'm I'm probably butchering that name. Um, also, like, I mean, Italian names like they have different derivations of of the same word and or name. So like, it probably is just a a derivation of Trinacria. Um, or again, like you said, it's just a fantasy name of that that place, <laughs> if anything. Yeah. Or just a fantasy place, not a, even like doesn't even have to necessarily be connected to a real yeah, but place. They're just yeah, maybe they took inspiration by being like, okay, it's like this place, but we'll just take the name and change it a bit. It's that place with the name yeah. filed off. It is, you know, yeah, it is cool that the the, the capital city of Circo, another name for the city of Syracuse. That's actually really cool. That like, oh, that like they actually use like another name for another for an existing city. That was mm. kind of cool because. I learned a thing. <laughs> I learned that Syracuse has another yes. name. <laughs> just like all these have another name, just like Algada has another name. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, moving on. Uh, next note, I just said that I really like how the entire play is summarized and even the entire event is summarized too to show the, the discrepancies between the two. I like the way that... Yeah. At first, I was annoyed because I'm like, okay, I'll follow this URL. I'll start reading. And then it's like, okay, I have to go to another URL to continue through another link. But I like the flow of that. Did you mm-hmm. read the entire incident report before you went to the document? Or did you swap over the document as soon as it came up? I was going to read it like as they came up. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to read all of them. I'm going to read this part first. Then I'll get to that one. Because I don't have that problem. Or I don't have that 
my mind doesn't work the way yours does, where it's like it has to read it in like a certain order. Like I can go back and I'd be fine with. Oh, that. I did go back <laughs> and like, yeah, I read oh, okay. it. The I so I started with the normal SCP entry, and then I start did the intro to the incident report, and then it said, um, "See document." I went to the document. I read the entire document. Then I went back to the incident report because that's what it tells you to do. It says, yeah. "Please see uh, archives for full transcript <laughs> yeah. of the recording in order to compare the identified deviations." So I'm like, "Okay, I have to see this first. Okay. See, I definitely did oh, not do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't do. I didn't do it in like order like that. I again, I read through the entire SCP article and then I went back to the links and read those. Oh, you because oh. oh. That, <laughs> Because my brain, like, at least, like, that's how I, my, my brain doesn't have an issue with, like, having to, like, read something in order. I can, like, go back and, like, oh, that's where that goes. Okay, cool. I see. Like, I can put the puzzle pieces together. <laughs> Are you saying I'm incapable? At least. No, I'm not saying huh? you're incapable. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just trying, I'm just bringing up the fact that, like, we both have two very different, like, uh, like thought patterns when it comes to, like, that's this fair. kind of thing. <laughs> what order did you read it in, Mikey? So, yeah. Um, well. I read it on mobile, so I did one at a time. Okay, so you read the entire standard okay, so SCP, then you read the entire incident report, then the entire document? Man, yep. That sucks for you guys. Like, <laughs> I, I say yeah, that because I mean, like, you ended this entire thing just reading how the normal play ends. Instead yeah, of reading fair. at the end like that this thing should be upgraded because it's shit sucks, dude. You know? Yeah. Well, again, like I got there, like when I, when, when I finished reading all of it, it's like, I got to, okay, that's why he wants it to be yeah. <laughs> brought back. It's like, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> it feels like it wouldn't have as much like sting, you know, as much punch. I will say the way you read it was probably the correct oh. way. <laughs> like for, for most people <laughs> like to actually read it, but yeah. Again, we're all wired differently. So he is. Okay. So Next up, uh, on to the incident report. Uh, second sighting of SCP-701-1 during Act 3, Scene 1. It appears on the edge of the stage, right as Gonzalo and Petruccio. Is it Petruccio? Is that how you say it? I'm pretty sure it's Petruccio. Okay, Petruccio yeah. murder Sortino, the entire city-state of Sortino. The, scene... <laughs> yeah, the entire city of... <laughs> uh, the scene concludes with Gonzalo ordering his cooks to prepare the corpse as a stew. Scripture cover from the scene indicate that the section had been cut in the rehearsal. So, aside from 701 showing up, that mm-hmm. is what happens in the scene normally. Yeah. Like, I suppose the weirdness is that they didn't rehearse to do it. Like indicating that yeah. each time they rehearse it, it's different. But even this, like because it's back to normal, there may have been other instances where the scene was entirely different, but they keep rehearsing this over and over. And eventually it did cycle back to normal. Like they kept yeah. rolling the dice and it did go back to one at one point, you know, if you know hmm. what I mean. Also, that's not like this, this scene, like it would have been redacted. Like it was like, it can be removed for like the gruesomeness. And honestly, that happens in plays. Like a lot of Shakespeare, there's, there's some pretty dark stuff in Shakespearean plays. Oh, I wasn't (laughs) even going to mention that. So yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that between the incident report and the document, this scene is the same. It's just that SCP's there or sorry, it's the ones there, which I guess is what they kind of earlier too, that this scene's the same. It just 701 shows up. Yeah, I'm guessing that like as he as he as the acts go on, he's basically like priming everything like to to go off on like a bad like on like the the psychological like violence and stuff. Pretty much, yeah. 
Like he's just he's just popping in. He's like, hey guys, roll sand, roll sand, roll sand, roll sand, roll sand. All right, bye, peace. <laughs> he like he just walks from one side of the stage to the other, just saying, roll sand, roll sand, roll sand, roll sand, <laughs> and then like. Pretty much, yeah. and I literally just pantomimed that, like walking from one side of my my room to the other, just like with my hands pointed out, like with my hands pointed out, like it's like roll sand, like just like like throw, like I was throwing sprinkles out or something. <laughs> roll sand, roll sand, roll sand. You get sand, you get sand hit, and you get sand hit. Them. You just have a bunch of d twenties. You roll in front of them. That's their roll. Yeah, yeah. I'm just throwing dice. <laughs> Sorry, d tens, right? That's how you do sand. Yeah, d tens. Yeah. yeah, it's percentiles. Percentile, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just oprah you get a sand hit and you get a sand hit look under your seat it's a sand hit <laughs> pretty much yeah but regardless in regards to this one i just found yeah. this one was weird because the previous couple of uh scenes were mm-hmm. at least somewhat different but this one is the same thing it's just he's there again so it's like it's it's like back in scene one or act one when he was just a shadow in the corner it's back to that yeah. for some reason like there, it, it kind of stopped the escalation of it getting weirder and weirder. Weirder is what I'm trying to say. Okay, gotcha. until after it, where it starts getting weirder again. But it was a weird. It's the intermission, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It was weird. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as soon as they hang him, or at least like when they slash Gonzalo's stomach open, I feel like I should say that the audience panics or something because I know they're sort of being. Um, what's the word? They're not being puppeted. They're being um entranced Contr- by this. Yeah, enthralled. Yeah, yeah, enthralled. There you go. But like, I'm, I'm glad that the, in this instance, it's recorded off of VHS and everything. I kind of feel like the VHS aspect of this is kind of lost. Like we're missing a lot of the found footage feel of this, but at least the way it's described. Because like, yeah, no one is reacting at all to anything. Unless that's like part of the horror of it as well. Like if you're watching this and like no one's like reacting, it's like why the fuck isn't anybody reacting to this? What the fuck's going on? Or like yes, I feel like it's because because that's that's it, what it does. You know? Like it, yeah, I, I guess. Or it's like yeah, maybe even like if we got some like things that people commenting, it's like oh look at the uh, like look at the effects or like it's like oh that was such a beautiful gutting of that man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so because because that's the thing about it. Like no one like in the rehearsals like they don't. Uh, they don't acknowledge the deviations. So it would make sense that the audience would also not acknowledge the wrongness that's going on stage mm-hmm. until the very end. And then, you know, everyone breaks down and starts killing each other. Yeah. I guess that is the weirdness, but I don't know. It just felt weird. Like, yeah, yeah. I keep no, saying sir. weird. Weird is the, the word for the day, but yeah, it just seemed off. <laughs> I like how you, you immediately like igno- realized and acknowledged that you kept saying weird too wrong. And then you, Went out of your way to make to use a different word that basically means the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Because I have to still <laughs> say my point, but not be weird about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, the only aspect of the um, incident report that felt like a VHS was the very end, where it straight up says that um, stage lights cut out and sounds of screaming, physical violence around the camera, and the camera gets knocked down. Yeah. Up until that point, I kind of forgot that it this was a VHS like recording yeah. being told to us. Mm-hmm. Also, honestly, the the lights going out and stuff like, and like they're basically panic screaming could honestly just be people just like freaking out because suddenly all the lights have gone out. <laughs> like, it's possible. I don't know if if you've ever been in a theater and the and the power goes out. Like, 
there is uh, there is definitely a moment of uh, there's like a, a couple of moments of like panic or like confusion as to what's going on. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but like even the camera work, it feels like camera guy was on point. Like he saw everything all the time. You know, it was cameraman Dave. Yeah, it's possible, <laughs> but I don't know. It felt like. He happened to find, or maybe just these are all the, uh, from the footage that they have, these are all the sightings that they could see of 701. Maybe he missed some on the recording because he was zooming in and being a dad and all that, recording things. Yeah. But um, it just seemed too perfect. Yeah, fair. Like there should have been a little bit more like d- description of like, of like how he, how the, uh, how the cameraman is holding the uh, camera. Or how he's rea- how he is reacting through like physical actions. Yeah, it could be anything. Like when um uh when seven oh one hands the knife off, you could say like uh this point of the recording, um, it gets kind of blurry as the uh as the operator tries to zoom in on what was handed over. But then like after yeah. adjusting the focus later on you see that it's a knife, you know, like it's just too clean. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it was everything was too like well produced. <laughs> yes. Fair. And then after reading the whole incident report of the the fucked up version of the play, I was kind of expecting it to be more fucked up, honestly. Like, it was pretty fucked up with all of them hanging themselves and the one dude being gutted. His, like, yeah. intestines all over the floor and everything. But I expected something supernatural to be shown on camera, honestly. That's not necessarily how the king in yellow works <laughs> like yeah he's supernatural and it's like a cosmic entity like cthulhu and stuff like that but it's like more on like the subtle side it like it the the best king in yellow stories are the ones where you can't tell if it's like just happenstance or like coincidentalism or like it is actually something supernatural afoot um so it's that kind of magic that i really like yeah yeah uh idiosyncratic yeah, I- oh, idiot syncratic. I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, and that's my type of magic. So yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> no, it's it, well, I mean yes and no, but like not yes to the idiosyncratic. No, to you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I will okay. continue though. But well, we let's and for example, like in True Detective season one, which handles like the King and Yellow stuff, you're never quite sure if the stuff they're seeing is just coincidental. Or happen like like happenstance kind of stuff, or if it's like drug related and stuff like that, because a couple of the characters are on drugs for part of the, parts of the story. But like, there's one part where like the character walks away from like a murder scene of like one of the 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 mur- like the murderers like victims like bodies, and he looks up into the sky, and like a whole flock of birds just forms the king in yellow sign um, of the of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cool. like. <laughs> yeah, like, and then like later, like farther into the story, like there's like there's a character who's like either just, like a super like drugged out character who just starts spouting lines from the King Yellow play, like um like the Black Stars over Hyades, uh, or like uh, the the city of Carcosa, like is on the on Lake Holly and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's that kind of stuff where it's like it it likes to keep you on your toes of like is this real? Is this supernatural? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. But the, the like the fact that we have uh, a VCR recording of it, I was expecting to see more. That's okay, what I was getting at like what did happen could just be completely ex- explained mundanely, which yeah. is the the nice 
part of idiosyncratic horror and all that. But basically, in the mundane explanation, the Hang King is literally just a murderer, and all the actors are part of a cult of his. And this is just like a um, a sacrifice display art thing for his cult, yeah. basically. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I know like... that the event caused like the audience to go nuts and start killing each other too, and that's not exactly mundane. Unless it is just from seeing a murder happen in front of you, but um, well, you know what it what it could be. It could be like the scarecrow from Batman, where like there's a gas like leaking into the theater that makes them psychotic. Oh yeah, it could Fair. be like super like like mundaneified. It was like it was actually just like this like yeah serial killer cult that pumps in like a certain thing in the air that makes like drives the, that makes you more receptive to like violence and psycho as uh, a uh, psychosis. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, like <laughs> the lights went out and we have no real idea of what happened on recording. It's just yeah. like a missed opportunity to show something weird, you know? Yeah. Something extra weird. Like he just kind of walks on and off stage and that's about it. And then yeah. all the bad things happen. It is also creepy when like there's just like the subtle like thing of like there's this guy in the background, he's not supposed to be there. Why the heck? And no one's acknowledging him. Why is he there? Like, that's kind of creepy. But yeah, yeah, you could do more, I guess. I, I suppose the creepiness is the fact that we know that he is not a human. He is some weird supernatural entity, but he is quite a good actor because he's pretending <laughs> to be just a normal person, a normal actor. Meanwhile, yeah. he is a potential world ending threat. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Then next up, Back into the uh, like the main SCP ent- entry, it says uh, the 19 redacted television adaptation of the Redacted Broadcasting Corporation, um, and all that. It says that they basically were going to put this on TV. Like if that went on TV, I'm assuming that would actually have been a world-ending event, right? Yeah, no, that's that's why. Like, uh, yeah, no, this is not a this is th- this is not may not be a fully an XY or, or was XK uh threat like um like the one doctor is saying but it's definitely like a keter class yeah. not a what, what is it what is it again is it's not a euclid right or is it a euclid no euclid is the one that you don't really know there's not enough um explained about it like this is a euclid class is it okay yeah, yeah I, that's what i was saying like yeah you know this one like they they classify this one as euclid but like it definitely should be keter <laughs> Yeah, at the very least, because that's like a like a threatening, a much more threatening situation. I think so. Yes, the world-ending one is. Uh, is it? Well, I don't think the XK class scenario. I don't know. Well, XK is probably it might be a cla- like a classification, but I think like yeah, yeah, it might be the one after Keter. Um, Dalmiel. I don't. Hmm. I gotta look Dalmiel, up the classifications. Whatever. I guess I'm looking it up now. There's a polyon, which ones that can't be contained at all. <clears throat> Archon. Oh. There's a lot of different classifications. Anyways, relevant. Yeah. Um, I like that there's a, a note at the end. Like, we kind of talked about this, but I do like that there's the note on the end that this guy needs to be upgraded because he's bad. <laughs> he's worse yeah. than what they've classified him at. And I don't remember reading an SCP where one of the people that's in charge of this actually, like, there's a note in the report suggesting that he should be upgraded. Because everything else is just kind of like, this is what it is, that's it, but there's no progression, really. There's actually a little bit of a progression with this one, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Then, 
after reading all this, I'm trying to think about how this is going to be connected to the game that's coming out. Like, I understand the trailer much more now that I've read S uh, Seven Hundred One and know what it's all about. But, like in the trailer for the game, she's going in to get a black box and get out. Yes, but that's about it. What does that have to do with Seven Hundred One? So, from what I gather, um, the site that they're going to in the game is a site that has more than one entity in it. Because that's like from what I've gathered of like uh, out of out of, like from like background stuff about the game. This is they're planning on doing episodically, so it's going to be tackling each episode is going to tackle a uh, a different SCP. But they're still like they're going to a site that probably houses more than one SCP. So the black box may not actually have anything to do with seven hundred one, but seven hundred one has breached that facility that oh. they're trying to get into. Um, yeah. I I think honestly, I think I don't know if I brought this up earlier, but like black the black box might actually be that one that we're like everything's fine, we're doing good work here. <laughs> like it might yeah. be that box. That's entirely. <laughs> um, but um, also, it was interesting. Like in the in the game level, we saw we see like a bunch of marionettes on stage um, doing the performances and stuff. Yeah, and that might have just been like a limitation of the game. Like they may not like they do. We do see like characters, like actual human characters in the game, but they're always shadowed and stuff in the in the in the trailer. So I wonder if it's like uh, they decided to go with the marionette theme because like marionettes are like being pulled by the strings of a pl- and like that sometimes comes up in like horror that do- that involves like plays and stuff. Um, or, it actually happens. It actually does happen in, in one of the King and Yellow, like one of the the more popular King and Yellow scenarios for Call of Cthulhu and Delta Green uh, night floors, where there is a scene when you get deeper into the into Carcosa through the night floors, you come up to a stage where there's just a bunch of people like marionettes are either on the stage or on the are uh, in the audience. They're just looking on at the at the agents. Yeah. <laughs> so or the other option is like instead of them using humans, it's because it's. There's, there's a containment here, and it <laughs> breaching is breaching in this area where this is happening. But if there's not many people there or no people at all, and it wants to put the play on, it uses what it can. God, could you imagine if it like, if like a King in Yellow or like the Hanged King's tragedy like, like event like reality bubble popped up in like a Sears or like, or an old like Zeller or like oh, an old, uh, an old, like an old department store where like, there's just mannequins. <laughs> yeah. But I hate mannequins on the best of times. Like I find mannequins extremely unsettling. <laughs> like it's, it goes right up there with like porcelain dolls. Um, and I'm just like, if I see those things like moving or like in weird places, I'm like, that's fucked up. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's like a fucked up version of today's special. I remember that show. Not actually fam- I'm actually not familiar. Oh yes, tonight's <laughs> special, special. Le- legitimately, tonight's special. Like, tweak that a little bit. That's that's a Carcosa game. Yeah, well, that's a horror. That's a horror game. Like, because it's again, it's 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 like a it's like a it's like a por- uh, like a modern day retelling of like Pinocchio almost. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think anybody out of Canada is going to get that because that's specifically the Eaton Center in Toronto that that set. It was a, it was a Toronto based broadcast. Yeah. Uh, but, years though. I know, but like, yeah. Uh, anybody who's other, who doesn't know what we're talking about, Google uh, tonight's special like intro and you'll get like this really weird, like eighties, nineties, maybe actually, I think it was seventies and eighties. Yeah. 80, yeah. Early eighties um, TV show about a mannequin that comes to life after after hours yeah. at, a, at a at a at the Eaton Center. <laughs> yeah. And it's today's special. Today's special. Tonight's yeah, well yeah. <laughs> today's special, yeah. Yes. 
Oh, God. Yeah, I do remember watching reruns of that, I guess, from uh, TVO and YTV sometimes. Yeah. Me too. And with that, that's the end of my notes. All right. Uh, so then I suppose we'll move on to final thoughts. Um, so with everything we said, I'm still going to recommend this one. Uh, it It's a pretty quick one and is surprisingly... But but despite being cr- uh, like pretty quick to, to read through and such, it's still pretty in-depth and detailed about the play itself. Um, but it's like not like contamination it's not like contamination levels like where it's like oh well like, why would they why would this be here it's like because it's it's a safe transcript basically they've given us um but there's a lot of information here while still redacting certain things that are important um if and if especially if you're a king and yellow fan this will feel kind of familiar but also like different so and i mean i i kind of want to use this i this this um this play for a uh, for a game scenario like either in Delta Green or the Esso Terrorist. So, um, yeah, no, I I'm still going to recommend this one. Mikey, the E stands for evil. All right. So, well, I liked the theatrical aspect of it and the um, the people sort of changing the lyrics of different songs or changing the words and it's sticking, which is the interesting part. Um, So I like that portion, but I really did not like the character that just shows up and is there and he gives the person a knife. Like it's basically, like I said earlier, silent Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. Um, so, with that said, I'm still at a partial recommendation. All right. And Gamer. Oh, for me, I really liked it, honestly. Um, it, I'm still sort of on the fence, like, in regards to the VHS, because originally I'm like, I kind of wish I saw something weird, and we didn't really see anything weird, but your description and explanation of it of how this works and how it should work and how it's actually displayed pretty correctly. I am on board with, and I, I'm down with that. Still, there should be something like, I don't know if we yeah. mentioned this earlier, but like when, um, when all the, the nooses come down and all that, they all just like very slowly hang themselves and then they just die. And then mm-hmm. the, uh, um, curtains shut and then everyone starts screaming and all that. But if there was something where it's like, um, the nooses come down and then the curtain shut, then immediately open, and then they're all hanging like in an impossible And they're all just instantly dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like something, you know, would be kind of cool. Whether or not that actually makes sense for what this creature is, because he is, he is quite a good actor and he's trying to keep this looking mundane. So I don't know if he would openly do something supernatural like that. I think in that case, like th- at that point in the play, like that's like he's primed the audience, he's primed the the uh, the the actors on stage. It's time for shit to get real. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that's honestly like it's all about like the the it's all about the showmanship, right? Like you're you're revving it up, you're, re- you're the anticipation, you're revving it up, and it's like and 
drop it like and drop the um yeah, green uh, flag the, the, go yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh and i i do kind of agree with you like i think the audience should have either like been shown as like either like something off about them like why are they reacting this way like oh god they've been reacting. infected from the beast yeah or not reacting like either either like reacting in a way that like is counter to what you would expect like oh like they're chuckling when like somebody gets murdered or disemboweled it's like oh what like that that's uh like oh so funny and some of that and then they lose their shit at the end or like you look uh the the camera like kind of like slightly moves to the side and you not start noticing that a lot of people are just like drooling and like they're just like enthralled yeah like eyes are not blinking whatsoever as they stare on into the uh onto the stage mm. like yeah i think that would have been like a much creepier thing for like the uh the vhs part of it yeah for sure but aside from all that i liked how everything was described um i like that i like the art the art is fantastic both of the one that we got and the ones that i, I took a long time looking up repeatedly um i like that the play is summarized as well as the incident report and it, I like that it didn't seem like I was reading the same story twice, you know, even though yeah. it is the same thing twice, but it, I had a reason to read it again because I read it in the correct order. Unlike you. So, <laughs> wow. And it, it worked out. And I like that. I like the extra layers of creepy that were put on it because of that. <laughs> but so overall, I still really like it. And to be honest, I like it even more after our discussion because you pulled me back a little bit from needing the supernatural on the VHS. Tweet. <laughs> Not that I was trying to, just like, yeah. Yep. Oh, you're right. I agree right. with you. Cool. Uh, well, I guess that'll be this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below if this gets posted. Whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, Podbean, Tumblr. We're all on Twitter. You can send us messages there. Mikey is at the E stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without the W because his name is very long. Mm hmm. And I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, if you'd like to send us emails, you can go to aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. Um, and if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigamortis and select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, and extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely because you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories and SCPs entries, thank you immensely because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void. And without your weird stories and entries on on internet archives and stuff like that, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well.
was looking through the the uh, object classes, and yeah. there's something called a locked box test. Do you know of it? I do not. Well, I'll quickly read it over. Okay. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and nothing bad will happen, then it's probably safe. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and you're not entirely sure what will happen, then it's probably Euclid. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and it easily escapes, then it's probably Keter. If it is the box, okay. probably Thaumiel. Thaumiel, however you say I think it's I think it's Thaumiel. Yeah. If yeah. you can't fit it in the box, and it's about to end the world, then it's probably Apollyon. Apollyon, probably, because there's two of us. If okay. you could have locked it in the box, but choose not to, then it's probably Archon. And that's basically okay. like an informal guideline to picking your object class when you're making an SCP. Okay, cool. The more you know. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the more you know, that's not the, that's like the antithesis to the SCP. <laughs> the more you know. The less you know. <laughs> the more you redacted. Yeah, or it's like the more uh, you no. <laughs> like, oh god! Face from yeah. the office. <laughs> no, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh man.